0: I'm just going to tick off those things Dave's already said so I don't need to say them (laughs) (laughs) so going back to lighting the Advent candle this morning the key verse was for prophecy never had its origin in the human will But prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And that verse came from 2 Peter 2.21. Okay, you've been doing a lot of listening this morning, uh, so I'd like you just to kind of move around in your chairs. I'd like you to pick somebody next to you. And um, I'd like you to talk to each other. And if you're able, just share something that somebody gave you as a word from God, uh, sort of a prophetic word. Um, It could have been yesterday or it could have been ten years ago and I'd like you to tell the person how you felt at the time when you heard that word Does that makes sense two things to do talk about an event when you believe God spoke to you secondly how you felt at the time go and no blank <laughs> looks please <laughs> Okay, about another minute. Make sure you're both sharing. Okay, bring your conversations to um, a close. Would it be fair to say that most people would say that they've had a sort of prophetic word from God or someone has said something to them that they believe was from God for them? Would it be fair to say most people? Yeah, yeah. Okay, call out some of the feelings that you experienced at the time you heard those words. Like waking from a nightmare. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know, like, you're not worried about something, and then all of a sudden something, somebody says something, you read something in the Bible, you hear a song, and
1: it's like, oh, oh
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like waking up from a nightmare. Okay. Anything else? Excited. Excited, yeah. Relief, Relief? Yeah. yeah. Surprise. Surprise, yeah.
1: Reassured.
0: Reassured, yeah. I
1: hope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Reach out. laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm always amazed that Mary didn't really freak out when she was told what she was told yeah my goodness be really um, yeah so anything else I'm apprehensive apprehensive yeah okay. I was expecting to see what would happen and how it would work out okay so is this true sort of well, I'm thing I
1: doubting whether it's true
0: it's and when yes. okay okay so have, have, have any of us ever experienced that bit where we've had a prophetic word but it's not yet happened and we're kind of thank you David is it possible you could just um. share briefly what it might be about
1: I well I I felt probably um 7 8 years before I started working full time for dayspring that that was to be um what I was to do and uh I think we had some prophetic words on it as well um and there were times um when I was in that I was I was continuing to work for Avon when I'd come home and say to Sue I wish, wish I'd hurry up and be able to work for the church having had a bad day at work <laughs> um, But uh, so waiting I, I found that hard but looking back on it I can see that um, that time was actually really good um, I left work um, in a good place knowing that I was, I was comfortable in my job I was doing it well um, the business was, li- was, <coughs> was going to miss me um, there were points when I'd, I'd quite happily thrown the job in and worked for Dayspring earlier when I'd have been running away, feeling that sort of my tail was between my legs, so actually leaving, having left, doing a good job and everything, I thought was a real blessing from God. Um, but it was difficult at times when you were waiting in, in that limbo, um, and certainly one opportunity came up which I thought, wow, this must be it, and then it turned out it wasn't, and that was, that was quite tough.
0: Thank you. Yes, so waiting can be uh, a difficult thing. I can remember when I was in my early 20s, I was walking along a cliff in Devon with some friends. Um, He was a psychiatrist and she was a physiotherapist and they were having a chinwag and she was collecting wildflowers and he was spotting the birds with his binoculars. And... um, I sat down on a stile and suddenly this voice said your time will come and I jumped up I looked around and said who said that and all there was was a cow in the field <laughs> <laughs> so I thought oh god <laughs> you do things in a funny way later on uh, that weekend our church leaders had been away praying And they'd actually prayed about me and whether I'd get married or not. And God had said very clearly to them that I would. 26 years later. There's the evidence, okay? But 26 years was a long wait, seeing all your friends get married and have kids and all the excitement. But my prayer in that time was, God, help me to do those things that I can only do when I'm single, that will be a bit more difficult when I'm married. And so that's how those 26 years um, passed on. There was another time when I was quite young no it wasn't I was in my 20s in my first house and I was in my in a bed in a bedroom and I heard this voice say Marion Marion and I went do you think that might be God oh okay yeah a bit like Samuel yeah fine and I got on with what I was doing instead of going God is that you yes Lord what is it you want to say to me so there are times when we hear and accept, there are times when we, we miss it. And as David was saying earlier, uh, throughout the Old Testament there is this, this theme of the, of the coming of someone, coming of a Messiah. And what we're going to be doing, or I'm going to try to do in the short time David's left for me, after his long introduction, um, is to look at um, what was said in the Old Testament and how that um, happens to work out in the New Testament. So we're talking about prophetic words in relation to the promise of a Messiah in the Old Testament scriptures, which were then fulfilled by the birth of Jesus. So when we talk about prophecy, we talk about a divinely inspired revelation or message of what will happen in the future. It can come through the spoken word, through dreams and visions, which we're going to be exploring later on, Um, and things like angels as in our recent visit from John Todd who saw angelic beings around us and then asked God to say what he wanted to say because of what he saw there is also I believe imagination through creativity God can speak through song through dance through drama through art there's no um, restriction to the way in which God can get his message across to you in that sense so let's test your bible knowledge here can anybody tell me which was the first prophetic word spoken in the Bible, <laughs> and who spoke it? Okay. This is chapter
1: one. Let there be.
0: Okay. So, in, this, in the example Simon gives, we're talking about God speaking creatively. Creatively, isn't he? Let there be light. Let there be trees. Let there be fish, etc. But there's a prophetic word where God is talking about the future. So yes, you're right. I'll give you 100%. Yeah, God. But you haven't got the right bit yet. (laughs) No. No, no. Go,
1: go the What about mm-hmm. 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 okay. oh. Abraham and the, your, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars in
0: the sky? No, before that even.
1: Yeah, the same. Mm-hmm. The the same, same thing. Thing. Okay. Yes. To Abraham. Speaking to Abraham, <laughs> blessing. Well. The
0: God said, I will put enmity okay. or hostility or true hatred between you and the serpent. That's what she said. Good. And the woman. And between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, you shall bruise his heel. And as one of the songs we have learned this morning shows us we're still in that battle now. And it's even, in a way, more visible in what we see going on in our world um, today. So, after Adam and Eve sinned, God promised that the Messiah would come, that he would be born of a woman. There's no reference in that to um, a man at all. And this vital omission raises a significant question which Mary asks later. How can this be, since I'm a virgin, she asks. And in Luke 1, the angel gives her a response to that question. So throughout scripture, God continues to unfold his plan to send his son into human history. Many prophets spoke about this in very different ways. Around about 700 BC, the prophet Isaiah prophesied exactly how Jesus would come into human history. Can anybody remember the quote for that? By any chance? Sorry, Sarah? Yeah. Yeah. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which is in Isaiah 7. The promise that Jesus' mother would be a virgin who would conceive him by a miraculous act did, in fact, come true. Jesus' merry mother was a godly young woman, chaste virgin, who conceived a child by the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. The name Jesus means... He saves his people from their sins. He also came as Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Because God became a man in the incarnation of Jesus, Matthew talks about this in in chapter 1. This all happened so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet would be fulfilled. Look, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel, which means... God with us. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, by the prophet Isaiah. So that prophecy was fulfilled. Around the time of Isaiah, there was another prophet called Micah. Micah also prophesied that Jesus would be born in the town of Bethlehem when he said, but you, O Bethlehem, Ephrata, Though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over (laughs) Israel, whose origins are of old, from ancient times, or, another way of putting it, from time immemorial. And that's in Micah 5. And this prophecy, of course, is fulfilled in Luke 2, where we look at the uh, records that Luke has of Caesar Augustus, who called for a census to be taken. And that required every family to register in their hometown. Jesus' adoptive father, Joseph, was thus required to return to Bethlehem because he was a descendant of the family line of David. And in God's providence, this census was required right when Mary was pregnant and was due to give birth imminently. So on the back of a donkey, she journeys with her husband from their home in Nazareth to Bethlehem. And so Jesus was born in Bethlehem, fulfilling Micah's prophecy. we won't go into the fact that because um, Joseph was at the house of David, he was well known by the people in Bethlehem, and he had been taken in to a family home. There was no room for them in the inn, is not translated, there was no room for them in the pub, but there was no room for them in the family guest room. So Jesus was born in a home. And I won't tell you about manger, because that's something else. So the picture sometimes we pick up of what happened is, is a little bit different to the culture of the time. And so, in God's providence, this all happened. And recently, I read this. As to the timing of Jesus' birth, in 400 BC, Malachi prophesied, Behold, I sent my messenger... And he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. And the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. And that's Malachi 3. And the messenger whom Malachi was speaking about was John the Baptist, who of course prepared the way for Jesus to bring in the new covenant. And the Lord he speaks of is the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's quite an important thing to be aware of. Because the temple was destroyed in 70 AD and has not existed since. So this places the birth of Jesus before AD 70. And as an aside, this means that the Jews who are still waiting for the coming of their Messiah wait in vain because he has already come to the temple and brought the new covenant of salvation. So now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem and had his birth announced by an angelic host, who interestingly enough said, don't be afraid, (laughs) for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, Christ the Lord. And you will find him wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And so Jesus was visited by shepherds. And then later on by wise men who came from the east bearing gifts. These wise men originally, initially, sorry, went to the palace because they were looking for a royal baby. And they were warned by God in a dream not to return and to tell Herod what they'd found. So insecure Herod ordered what we now call the slaughter of the innocents, and all baby boys two years old and under were killed. And it's at that time, just before that happened, that God spoke to Joseph in a dream and told him to take Mary and the baby to Egypt to escape the wrath of Herod. That's referred to in Matthew 2. And a fulfillment of the statement by the prophet Hosea. In Hosea 11, we read the phrase, out of Egypt have I called my son. And so Jesus and his family stayed in Egypt until eventually Herod had died and they were able to return and they moved and settled in Nazareth. And you can read about this in Matthew 2. So the birth of Jesus was foretold by prophets in the Old Testament who received prophetic messengers, messages from God that pointed to the birth of the Messiah. And so as we move into this season of Advent, I wonder if we could be willing in the here and now to hear God speak to us, not only for ourselves but for each other and for Dayspring, our church, as we move forward into 2024. Because I think it's very important for us at this time in history to hear what God is saying to us, to the church, and to do what he asks us to do to see his kingdom come on earth. As it is in heaven and interestingly this morning I asked Rosie to pray with me about something and as she prayed God gave her a word and I thought yeah so I'm going to hand over to David now who's going to us in a reflection of this <coughs>